Huddle Up Podcast. It is the Five Observations with Big Jim. I am your host, Big Jim, and I uh, am the host of the weekly Huddle Up Podcast. If this is the first time you are checking out our feed or seeing the or listening to the Five Observations, um, we do our uh, weekly live show Tuesday nights on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, we air live. We uh, discuss uh, all things football during the football season. So if you are not subscribed to us, go to facebook.com slash huddle up podcast at huddle up podcast on YouTube and Twitter. Hit the link tree. That is where you will uh, get all of the podcast links, our merchandise over at tpublic.com and everything else huddle up related. Um, and make sure you are subscribed to the podcast feed if you are not already, because we have a uh, bonus content aside from the weekly show, like this show, for example, my weekly five observations, the five for fighting our NHL podcast with Mike Bernier, uh, and, uh, soon to be, uh, joining the feed is the, uh, is the weekly and one NBA podcast with EJ. So make sure you are subscribed so you do not miss a minute of great huddle up content. All right. My five observations for this week, I did get them a little bit later. Sometimes they come Friday night. Sometimes they come Saturday night. It's Sunday night this week because I was celebrating uh, Christmas with some uh, some friends and uh, my three count Thursday three CT podcast crew uh, last night. So um, make sure uh, you if you are a wrestling fan, you check us out at three count Thursday. But uh, on uh, social media and uh, and our podcast, but uh, that is why you're getting this observations just a, a little bit later than normal uh, than on a normal week. So uh, here goes ob- observation number one. I think people are underestimating the Michigan Wolverines. Now, do not let me do not let that make it sound like I am saying that they are guaranteed to win a national title, that they are better than Georgia or any of that. I have been on record that I said. Um, last week when the rankings came out, the week before that the rankings came out, that I thought Georgia was the number one team in the country. What I mean by this, and, and I and I have seen this since the um the the, the playoff announcement and the uh the the analyzing and predicting of the playoff matchups, like everybody is just kind of putting Georgia as the national champion. That it's 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 gonna be a Georgia repeat, that uh, you know, uh, Georgia's probably going to win. Well, Georgia's going to win. That's the prediction that I'm seeing uh, across the board. Uh, most people are predicting Michigan to win in the in the semifinal, and then uh, Georgia's going to run away with a national championship game. Um. Now, it, it gun to my head. Uh, if I had to pick today, I would probably still say that Georgia is going to win the national title game. But my point here is is not that. Michigan is the best team in the country or that Michigan will win the national title game. What my point is, is that everybody he was bringing up last year and what Georgia did to Michigan last year. Um, first off, I think this Michigan team as a whole is better than the Michigan team that, that made it to the playoff last year. Um, and another big difference that I think is, is being overlooked is last year's Michigan team. Nobody was giving a chance for them to win against Ohio State, even though it was at home, even though it was in uh, bad weather that probably was going to slow the, the the Ohio State team down. Nobody was giving them the, the chance to win last year, and I get it. Harbaugh and Michigan, they hadn't beat Ohio State in forever and, and, and uh, in, in, in Harbaugh's uh, tenure, 
at at Michigan. I get it. However, they did it. They won the Big Ten. They lost in the semifinal. This year, even nobody was giving Michigan the upper or the uh, really they they were not giving Michigan a chance to beat Ohio State. They did it again, and I think they did it more convincingly. Obviously, on the road in Ohio State in perfect weather. You know the story. Um. So so I I, I do I think this team is is better. I think uh, especially if Blake Corum can return for his, a a playoff um, semifinal or final. That obviously makes them better. Um, and, and this Georgia team at times, now that it hasn't been in a little while, uh, sands the Kentucky game second to last week of the season. But overall, you, you, this this Georgia team has had points along the way where they have looked like they could be in some trouble. Luckily, they were playing far inferior competition in those games. So it, maybe it takes the perfect storm. But I think that that, that that nobody is kind of giving Michigan the opportunity uh, to do that, I think, is, is where they've lost their oversight. And also last year, like, they made it to the playoff. But after, like, beating Ohio State, it was like, well, now what? Okay, well, we can win the Big Ten. Okay, now what? Well, I don't know. They, they, I don't think they ever, like, planned on getting to the playoff. They didn't know what it took to be a playoff team. I think that's different this year. They know what it they know what it takes. Now, again, can they win? That that will remain to be seen. But they are better prepared. I think they started the season planning to beat Ohio State, planning to win the Big Ten, planning on getting to the national championship game. They're one step away from getting to that game. So to just overlook them and bypass them because it's Georgia, you know, I I, I think is is just where people are missing the mark a little bit. My second observation this week, um, Tom Brady has finally, quote, hit the wall, or what I'm saying, it hit the wall. Um, and no, I'm not talking about throwing a Microsoft Surface tablet at a physical wall. Um, what I mean is um, this this is really, and I know there's been seasons where he has, hasn't been, quote, unquote, Tom Brady-like uh, over the last few years. Um, but this one really looks like he is, uh, human. He is his age. He is, um, you know, a average quarterback, um, that, you know, and, and I think that's, that's probably where he's at right now. And, and yes, I understand he's what 45, 46, um, without looking it up. Um, but it's you know and i get it injuries and poor offensive line play and things like that there there's a lot of factors that have contributed to it but um watching him last week now i i know he had the 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 last minute tom brady like uh you know vintage tom brady comeback uh uh to to win on the last play of the game uh, but but then now today him and uh, him and the Bucks got absolutely dominated and and dismantled by uh, Brock Purdy and the 49ers. Um, so it's it, I, I'm just watching this season and, and there's uh, obviously you know the story with the personal stuff you know all the the divorce and 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 all of the stuff he's going through in his personal life that um, I'm sure is contributing to um, at least some of what's happening on the field. Um, and obviously age, you know, there was going to come a point where Tom Brady, um, looked 
and played his age. And I think that's what we're seeing now. I think that's what we're experiencing in live and in real time now is um, the arguably greatest quarterback of all time um, is showing his age for the for, really for the first time. Um, and, and another thing I've noticed with him is uh, that, that I think is different and I think is great actually um, is that, that he has shown more what I would call like, and it sounds weird to say, cause he's literally a person, but like more regular, like human emotion uh, this year. I know last week when talking about how the wind, the win uh, happened on his daughter's birthday, like he kind of got choked up a little bit. We've seen that a little bit more out of Brady over the last couple of years. Uh, and especially this year, um, which, which again, I think is great to see. Like we, we so often think of athletes and celebrities and, um, you know, pro wrestlers and singers and musicians and all of that as, as bigger, larger than life. And they are not human and they are above human emotion. And that's just not the case. These are all human beings and all of this is normal. And, um, regardless of how much money they have, regardless of how, um, great their situation appears, the bottom line is you, you can't escape the human brain. You can't escape the human heart. You can't escape human emotion. Um, so to see that out of Brady, I, I, I think has been, uh, refreshing, but, um, you know, the bucks now, uh, after today's loss back under 500, uh, still probably going to win the South. Although the Panthers want to have something to say about that. Um, but, uh, maybe an early playoff exit for the bucks and, uh, and Tom Brady, uh, this year, my third observation is nothing specifically, uh, with, with a, with a player, a team, a sport. Um, but has anybody else found it really hard to keep up on, sports this month this year with 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 the holidays like I feel um and maybe this on this is a bit on me because I have uh been doing the a, a personal 25 days of Christmas where I watch at least one like Christmas movie or show um per day so like I think it's harder I'm, I think feel like I'm like focused on that a lot um and, and trying to celebrate uh, the, the holidays this year more than I have in the last year or two that um, I've just kind of maybe found it a little bit more difficult to, um, you know, to, to keep up with everything that's going on in sports. Like I've been doing my best. Obviously I want to make sure with the, with the uh, weekly huddle up podcast show and I, and the five observations that I do uh, that I'm on top of things, but I found it maybe um, a little bit harder. I've found it a little bit more difficult to keep up with my Washington Capitals as well. Although tonight they won their fourth straight, so that was uh, that was uh, extremely good news. Um, and then Alex Ovechkin got his uh, 797th career goal, so uh, a good day for the Capitals there. My fourth observation of the week: Jalen Hurts is uh, without question the clubhouse leader. Um, for, for NFL MVP, um, Patrick Mahomes is still in the conversation. Joe Burrow's still in the conversation. There may even be a couple of others that are in the conversation, but, but I, I really think that at this point of the year, um, it is Jalen Hurts's award to lose. Um, as much as I hate it, I'm not happy about it. Um, and I'm not happy about what's happening uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles right now, because I think right, you know, if you if you ask me today, 
Like who who would be favorited in the Super Bowl if the if the top team from each conference made it to the Super Bowl? I would probably give the edge to Philadelphia. I think Philly is has is and has been the most complete team in in the league, and and they are playing as such. You take away a loss to Washington and a uh, near loss to the Colts, and this team has been dominating their schedule across the board, and they're really the only team that can say that consistently week in and week out. Um, but yeah, the Eagles 12-1. and one. Um, They became the first team to clinch a playoff spot today. Um, they are very likely to win the NFC East. They are very likely to end up, the especially with a Vikings loss today to Detroit, um, the Eagles are very likely to be the number one seed in the NFC. Um, and I think if you, if you are placing odds, you, the, the, the better bet, the safest bet is probably that the Philadelphia Eagles are your NFC champions. Um, I'm not saying they've locked it up. I'm not saying that playoff games don't matter, but, um, they are the be- they are the playing as the best team in the conference right now. There's still plenty of football to play, even in the regular season. There's weeks 15, 16, 17, and 18. So um, four more weeks of the regular season, then you have the playoffs. So, you know, you still have to play the games. But uh, the Eagles are definitely looking like they um, they have something, something going. Um, Hurts became the first quarterback ever to have 10 rushing touchdowns in back-to-back seasons. Uh, he's around 70% completions, 20 plus touchdowns, three interceptions, 10 rushing touchdowns. He's 17 and 12 and uh, 17 and two in his last 19 starts. Um, you know, that, the, that they are just, he is doing everything that he needs to do and more. Um, and to me th- right now, I, like I said, if you want to, if you want to make an argument elsewhere, uh, otherwise tweet at me at big Jim sports, tweet at the show at huddle up podcast. Um, you know, interact with us, uh, make a case for somebody else. I challenge you, um, between now and, and, uh, and next week's observations. I challenge you, uh, if you hear this and want to, want to, um, present your case for somebody else right now as, as league MVP, um, go ahead. Uh, and the last thing um, for my observations this week, the Dallas Cowboys have a big problem. Um, I don't know exactly what the problem is. There may be more than one problem, but they have a big problem. Um, la- last week, they struggled through three quarters against the Indianapolis Colts at home. Today, they struggled through 58 minutes against the uh, against the Houston Texans at home. It took a 98-yard Dak, uh, t- touchdown drive capped off by Dak Prescott handing to Zeke for a touchdown with uh, less than a minute to play to beat the one and whatever and one Houston Texans. So what would that be? One, 11 and one now, Houston Texans. Um... Three interceptions for Dak today. All of them poor decisions, made poor throws. Um, up until the last drive, just looked average, extremely average. 
make it he had there was times he had seven eight seconds in the pocket it seemed and he couldn't and he was throwing it behind receivers under receivers over receivers I think Dak Prescott is a is a great person um he seems to be a good leader but I I'm this season I'd be really begun to question if Dak Prescott can ever be that that guy the guy to to break the near 30 year streak of the Dallas Cowboys not winning a Super Bowl um I'm not sure that he is that guy um the Cowboys defense which you know earlier in the season and last season was the last season was the surprise of the year the Dallas Cowboys had a defense it was the defense that was winning them games not their offense when was the last when was the last time you could say that i don't i don't even recall but all of a sudden like the, the cowboys defense does not look like it has that same like killer instinct that it has had for a while all of a sudden this it, it doesn't look like if they're not, if they're not forcing turnovers or getting 6 7 8 9 sacks a game the the, the the team can't stop anybody. And the offense can't generate enough points against the Texans to, uh, you know, lock up a victory. If the defense isn't playing well, the offense doesn't have that instinct either. Uh, more injuries to the team. I know uh, they lost their right tackle, uh, starting right tackle to a leg injury. Uh, curse the defensive back, uh, had an injury in the pregame. Trevon Diggs had one, um, that he came back from, but, uh, injuries are starting to pile up for the Cowboys as well. And I know that I know they're piling up for a lot of teams. So it's not, this isn't me going, Oh, the Cowboys aren't good because they're hurt. Um, it's just how it is. The, the, the injuries are beginning to mount for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and, and on the defensive side, they can't afford it on the offensive line. They can't afford it. Um, so that's alarming. Uh, Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore, um, sometime look like they're competing for the cast of dumb and dumber three. Uh, again, today they were throwing the ball way too much. Uh, they, it looked like there was no game plan for what the Texans defense was doing. Just figure that out. A team that's one eleven and one was out outsmarting you defensively, and up until um, two minutes to play, when you had a ninety-eight yard drive, nothing creative was coming out of this team offensively, and the defense looked like they were getting scorched. So Dan Quinn, maybe um, you know, maybe the sidekick in Dumb and Dumber Three, at least over the past couple of weeks. Um. So I don't I don't know what exactly the problem is. But the the frustration for me as a Cowboys fan and I know for other Cowboys fans that I know um every year it's just like man when is when is something going to change with this team? When is something going to give with this organization? When if ever is Jerry Jones going to get it? And I don't know that he ever is. Because Jerry comes out smiling, joking, laughing with the media every week. No matter no matter what's going on with the team. And 
they every year again the Cowboys continue to disappoint. The Cowboys continue to play down to their opponents. The Cowboys continue to be mediocre. But but Jamie should be happy. They're ten and three. There's still football to be played. And when the inevitable happens, when they clinch a playoff spot, then then you got to go and do that thing. When the competition gets harder, when the when the uh, you know, when you're not playing the Texans and the Colts anymore. Two teams that seven out of the last eight quarters, you you looked like you were on an even playing field with the Colts and the Texans. You should be dominating those teams. Look at what the Eagles have been doing. And don't look at their Colts game. But look at what the Eagles have been doing this year. For the most part, they may when, when they're playing teams that are below them, they crush them. When the when the Chiefs, when the Bengals, when the Bills, for the most part, are playing teams that are below them, they crush them. The Cowboys aren't doing that. That's a that's a huge cause for concern for me. And there was part of me when when Dak came back, it was like, okay, well, this team they they got through the Dak injury. Maybe this year, and and that's the dangerous word. And like a dumbass. Every year I fall into it. Maybe this year will be different. Well, you know, I'm si- I'm sitting here the second week of December, and I- I'm really beginning to realize that it's not not this year. Probably not as long as Dak Prescott's the quarterback of the Cowboys. Probably not as long as Mike McCarthy's the coach of the Cowboys. And they, the the really bad part is probably not as long as Jerry Jones slash the Jones family are the owners of the Cowboys and we don't have a general manager. So that's that's the maybe the biggest problem is it's Jerry and the Jones family. Um, but the Cowboys have a big problem or problems, and they only have a few weeks to figure it out. I I don't. I don't have faith that they will, but that's that. Uh, all right, that is going to do it for me with the five observations. You can catch the Huddle Up Podcast live Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time, Facebook and Twitter at Huddle Up Podcast, YouTube.com uh, slash Huddle Up Podcast. And uh, make sure you give us a like and a subscribe on all the platforms. Uh, hit the link tree in any of our social medias, and that will get you uh, to our podcast feeds, our merchandise and everything else Huddle Up related. Until Tuesday night, I hope you have a great uh, start to your week. And until then, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the win.